Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks, Eric, Teej, and B. So guys, Hello. can I get a Crunchwrap Supreme minus tomato and sour cream? Can you still get that? I don't think you can, because <laughs> well, like that, you can no longer get the Mexican pizza. Well, first of all, I think even if you could get it, would you get it? Because I feel like every time I say minus tomatoes, I have extra tomatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're definitely not getting what you ordered. But do they still offer the Crunchwrap Supreme? Seriously. Dude, I don't eat fast food often. If that I was have. your go-to. Don't even lie. Bro, I grew up with you. That like That is what you got at Taco Bell. I switched to Del Taco after a while. I got those dollar menu chicken, fake chicken wraps. <laughs> Dude, what, Del Taco? Yeah, Del Taco, man. Real good. Real good. Oh, yeah. You just for. said they have fake dollar chicken wraps. Well, I don't know if it's fake. Well, they don't chicken. advertise it pretty it good. Way. It's not advertised that way. Well, yeah. I know who turned on who turned you on to the Del Taco scene as well. Oh yeah, Teach. Yeah, I haven't had Taco Bell or Del Taco probably two years. I haven't really. Uh, the whole pandemic it's, was a paradigm shift for me. I do a lot of grocery shopping now. Well, the reason why I bring up Taco Bell is because now they have a new way you can order your food through an app, and they shoot it down a little laundry chute right to you. <laughs> That was a good picture you painted for us, because that's exactly how it how it looks. If you've seen the mock of the building, it's super futuristic looking. You could take your crunch wrap and shovel it. That's a quote from the movie Demolition Man. Of I course, love that movie. They don't say crunch wrap. They say you could take this job and shovel it. Oh. Demolition Man, though, this Taco Bell looks like it literally was just pulled from the movie. It's like you're waiting in a bank drive-through. It just comes right down through a vertical lift. Pretty awesome looking. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm all for it. I'm kind of getting sick of like. The horrible, like, hospitality rolling up to a drive-thru at any restaurant. Do we think that it's going to get any better, though, now that you're not face-to-face with a person? <laughs> 100%. You don't have to deal with their attitude. They don't have to deal with yours. Yeah, you order no. on the app. You show up and you pick your stuff. Am, am, am I still going to get extra tomatoes when I say minus tomatoes? Uh, maybe there will be some sort of punishment if they... Uh, like a person slapping a person's hand? <laughs> zap. <laughs> something. Maybe they'll come up with something unique if they screw up your order. Like, I'd probably want to get on the lift if <laughs> if my, my thing was messed up. Yeah. How long do you got to wait? Is it a procedure? You just put it back in and watch it just go up the elevator? Or is it nice and quick? Hey, like listen, a vacuum. Listen, we You'll don't even know. find yourself putting nasty notes up the little. We don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> the kitchen could be fully automated. It could be a robot making your taco, and it would, be, it would definitely decipher no tomato. You'd be straight. See, my fear here is because it's done on the second floor, right? What about the milkshakes? Ooh, those are gonna be out of sight. Yeah. Well, yeah. did they nah. clean them? Did they clean them the same way the Arby's does? Well, dude, you guys well, Taco with, Bell with urine. S- there's no milkshake at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, so uh, well then that's Baja a- Blast. <laughs> no, now yeah, we're so Baja about it. More actually, what it is is those little freeze boys. The little freeze machine is down. Okay. Well, there's also an app right now that uh, if you didn't finish your food. Or your, or, or your or, crunch wrap full of tomatoes because you just can't eat it anymore. Yes. There's an app that's actually focused on the initiative of reducing waste. Food being thrown out, that's like 40% of all waste right now. So there's an app that you can use. It's called Too uh, Good to Go. Too Good to Go. You order a mystery box and you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? No, yeah, I no, mean, seriously. Sometimes it's a mystery box. Sometimes you can actually order something. But it's as soon as the uh, place closes down, right, they'll have extra food that they're going to toss out, and they'll give it to you on the cheap. Well, I have to say, when, when, the, when the producer first gave us this, I thought it was going to be leftover food from, like, random people. 
<laughs> you get a sandwich with a bite taken. No, I like. I read the first sentence and I'm like, this is disgusting. I don't see the purpose. Like somebody else's leftover food. <laughs> the idea that it's it's unused food from the restaurants makes me feel a lot better because there are actually some companies out there that already do similar things like Panera. I think they gave away like all of their bagels. I was on Twitter Space uh, earlier this week, and some guy was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm checking the price of the market value of my my McDouble from McDonald's. I put it up on Facebook Marketplace." <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of this. I was like, "Oh my god!" They're like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, actually, I had a couple actually a couple, a couple offers." Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that reminds me of our buddy who uh, he he framed this uh, Shell gas card. <laughs> he goes, "I just got this gem." Because <laughs> gas is so expensive. And it's oh like my a, god, dude! I was uh, actually like a, just I was talking to Tej uh, this week, and I was like, "Man, plane tickets. Why are we worried about airfare going up so much? Let's just buy used plane tickets." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Father's Day is coming up. So for all the dads out there, hoping the weather stays uh, nice, hoping people there's some barbecuing. Do we have any dads in this room? I am a father, and it's my first Father's Day. I will say, I, yeah, congratulations. Honestly. Thank you. I actually celebrated early today for Father's Day. I was with my son and he had a nice little blowout. We were actually trying, <laughs> we were trying to air out his bottom. It was a little. But hang on, I'm not to interject, but I didn't know this, and I feel like it should be said for some viewers that might not know what a blowout is. So the typical blowout when a child, usually a big child that's just eating a large meal. <laughs> is sitting on your lap and uh, he takes a poo and it just goes right up his back. Defies all physics, all gravity. It really does. It just goes straight up his back. But this blowout was special. Keep in mind though, it's not always just children or blowouts happen. We know this can happen with adults too. Are you <laughs> speaking not for case. yourself? I have not had a blowout. I don't know if you're like <laughs> speaking from experience. He's <laughs> um, just talking from his days when he did have Taco Bell. That's why he's quit it for the past couple of years. <laughs> So my son, he actually gave me a nice early Father's Day gift where, uh, you know, we were trying to air out his bottom. We were driving a lot, so he had a little red bottom. So we just went diaperless for like 10 minutes. First time ever. Yeah, I go to pour myself a cup of coffee and he just poops everywhere and he starts swimming in it. And <laughs> I didn't know what to do with him. I was holding him by the armpits and I'm like, I, I literally had to just like bring him straight into the tub and turn the shower on and just start like spraying him down. I was going to say, just stick him under a hose. <laughs> And that is why we're not recording at your place today, because I don't want to know what it smells like in there. Well, the thing is, too, it, like these blowouts, somehow they get on the ceiling. They get on your picture frames. Inside of piano keys. Inside of piano <laughs> keys. In his ear. Like, the, like, he's still, you're still finding poop, like, aren't you? You'll be finding poop a week from now. We'll just add it to the list of the funny father stories. You know, I, I can remember when uh, I was a young kid, young lad, my dad was making pancakes for us for breakfast. My sister wanted waffles and she was very adamant about how she wanted waffles. So adamant that my dad pulled out a meat mallet and he started hammering a pancake. And then he goes, here you go, waffles. And obviously this pancake was just with a bunch of squares in it. <laughs> Such a good father. He just, but, you know, he, he adapts and modifies. Very resourceful. Yeah. All right, boys, let's jump into the woods. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to be discussing triple witching, and we're going to be talking about the house market. So stay tuned. Let's go. Hey, guys, we're going to talk about a lot of great stocks on today's show. Keep in mind that none of these are buy-sell recommendations. These are for entertainment and educational purposes only. 
This week's impacts on your daily buck. In NFT news, Chris Brown and Jim Carrey are jumping into the NFT space, while Seth Green pays $300,000 to recover a board ape. In stock news, the S&P is officially in a bear market after June 13th, with bearish trends across all indexes last week. In metaverse news, Jack Dorsey reveals a proposal to move from Web 3 to Web 5 at the consensus event in Austin, Texas. Crypto markets are in a frenzy as they too are seeing a downward trend. However, Ethereum has transitioned their test network, Robston, to a proof of stake, creating some bullish sentiment for investors. After inflation hit a record high of 8.6%, the Fed meets on June 15th for a potential rate hike while quantitative tightening begins, all converging with a triple witching event on June 17th. All of this and much more on how it impacts your daily buck. Let's jump right into the trends. No. No. <laughs> I feel Landslide. that way too. Just wait. This is the last five days. We thought this was bad, right? For the Dow, we were down 5%. We were down 7% for the NASDAQ. And then the S&P, we were down 5.5%. So you think that's bad, but Monday, Monday was a hold my beer event. So essentially, we were down with the Dow negative almost 3%. NASDAQ was negative 4.5%, and then S&P was negative almost 4%. And actually, yeah, uh, Monday, June 13th, that put the S&P officially into a bear market. So we actually hit like the lowest low we've hit this year. Monday literally was almost as bad as all of last week. <laughs> so I don't know what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are going to have in store for us, especially with qu the quantitative tightening coming up. Yeah, well, it's a convergence of just a lot of it's a dark. It could be a dark week. The black week. The black I want to call it the black week. We got so many negative events coming. But are they going to be negative? That's yeah, the thing. I mean, it's yeah. nobody's got a crystal ball, right? Yeah. Everybody's selling off on the inflation, off the 8.6% record high. But if they keep raising the rates, people could rally off it. But now they're saying they might raise the rates more. I think there's some probability out there that they could go three quarters. Of a three quarters to one, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, Papa Powell is not, he's not going to hold back. He's going to do what he can to get everything back in check. He's keeping his foot on that pedal. The way the week is lining up with all these events happening at the end of the week, I just think that this week is going to finish down. Well, tomorrow might be the best day for a play. I feel like I've noticed a trend the last few weeks, Monday dumps, Tuesday pumps. So tomorrow, if I mean, this might be tomorrow might be your best chance this week if you're looking to make some sort of trade, like a day trade. Well, how's your markets doing? Parts. Are you beating the S&P right now? No, I'm not beating the, the S&P right now by any stretch of the imagination. But, well, you know, because uh, they always say, like, you know, when you when you have a lot of uh, stocks invested, some people go, you might as well just invest in the S and P. And now I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, ah, I'm kind of beating the S and P. I think with my dividends, uh, you know, a lot of the things I try to squeeze into our hunt of the week options are dividend plays to keep that capital flowing through, so I don't feel trapped. But yeah, I I'm beating it, but not by uh, not by a long stretch. Yada yada yada. Look, man, I told you, <laughs> once things turn around. B gives his viewers beautiful picks with phenomenal upside. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm going to give an analogy. This is like the Titanic. Okay. B is like a guy that's <laughs> on the ship. It just goes down. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, I'm like Jack. I'm, I'm hanging on the door, freezing to death. And then Tim's like, bros. I'm like he survives. Bros. But, but I mean, like he's, he's near death. I survived on a small piece of wood that's floating. Well, guess what I'm going to be. 
be that little necklace, that little ruby jewel that the whole movie's <laughs> about at the bottom of the ocean, waiting to be found, and then... Guys, just wait. And they make a movie after you. The uh, They bring you in the as a cameo, 84 years old. <laughs> the great comeback. <laughs> oh boy. So the NFT space, there's been a lot of moves there. And Seth Green, he got aboard Ape because he was inspired to make a TV show after it, but essentially it got stolen. And so he repurchased it for roughly two hundred dollars to $300,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, he's not the first guy to lose his board ape. Luckily, he can get it back. He's in a position to get it back. These other cats that are losing it, they can't get it back. But this is kind of mirrors the sentiment that we've had the last couple of weeks on, on our podcast about NFTs and a lot of the bigger players getting into the NFT space. I'd say NFTs are mainstream because of this. You know, he's making a TV show that was inspired from an NFT. So right. that's, a, that's a huge step. And then if you saw Stormgate, uh, that's, that's a new game coming out. Their trailer literally specifies no NFTs for a free-to-play game. And so to me, you know, yeah, that's like going against NFTs, but any publicity is good publicity. You're still putting attention on it. Yeah, even by saying no NFTs in your gaming trailer. uh, Yeah, it's a push and pull because you have have a side, but you're still bringing more attention to it. More people going, what's that? It's going to be a new way to classify games moving forward. And listen, you know, there's so many different brands of bread out there. Not everybody has to go into the NFT space. I have no problem with some of these companies wanting to remain nostalgic and doing it the OG way, if you will. I think there will be a a niche market for that. Maybe not even necessarily niche, maybe even bigger for the people that enjoyed the way things used to be. I do want to also mention one thing. The the Ethereum network transitioned from its test network, Ropston, to its proof of stake, uh, an event that actually has been postponed on multiple occasions. Definitely something that investors have been waiting on uh, to this point. There is definitely some bullish sentiment behind it because the idea of transitioning from proof of work to proof of stake is just way more energy efficient, upwards of 99.99% relative to the energy usage in, in mining Bitcoin. It's really interesting. That's part of the reason I have Ethereum. You know, I started putting money in it. Well, had Ethereum until Monday. Oh, you went still, to, went to. Listen, you still have it. It's just not. And it's gone. Worth as much. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? Ooh. I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the free bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The Three Bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. Do you gentlemen like luxury homes? Well, you've been to my house, right? Yeah, so we know T doesn't like them. Um, (laughs) I, I definitely like luxury homes. I bring this up because year over year, Luxury home sales have dropped year over year, 18%. What do we think this means? Well, hey, that's that's uh, better one than the S&P 500 is doing right now. I, no, I just think this means that, uh, you know, you can get these homes on a discount. <laughs> Buy the dip. <laughs> or, or, or maybe uh, less homes are selling. <laughs> I don't want to think of it that way. 
you know, that number might stick out like a sore thumb to some extent, but realistically, given the amount of liquidity and everything that was in the markets at this time last year relative to the conditions we're dealing with now, an 18% drop is, is not like too alarming to me. It's a drop in the bucket when you look at it. We were at record highs. So yes. 18%, it's like, you know, you just we took a took a little bit off, but we're still at record highs. Yeah, and it creates an interesting scenario for like banks in lending. In one respect, you have banks that will not be able to approve and lend out as much. Yes. However, the amount that they are lending, they're going to be making a nice chunk of change, especially after Papa Pal comes out and increases the rates again. Oh my God, like twice as much. Yeah. Two and a half times as much as they were on, on loans previous. I would assume that the house housing market cost is going to slowly come down, but that interest, that bottom line is going to go up and the banks are going to benefit and the lenders essentially would benefit from that. The only problem is, will the sales continue to drop? Is there going to be less volume? And it's the volume that impacts if you're just a company that does specific to mortgage lenders, like a rocket mortgage, you know, companies that have more range of services. UWMC. Oh, your favorite, UWMC. I was not going to mention them. Don't speak of them on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, banks that have more range, your Citibanks, your Bank of America, Chase, have a lot of other services to offer, credit cards and such. They will probably do okay, but the ones that count on the volume for mortgages. Yeah, specifically mortgage lenders, probably uh, a sign of bad things to come and things have already been bad. Uh, Yeah, you can call it a financial crisis or a financial catalyst. It's kind of both of those things in one, right? It's It's kind of a financial catalyst for banks that offer like credit cards, you know, those fancy gimmicky cards, because with inflation as high as it is, people are probably going to be leaning on their credit cards a little bit more than they were. What's high? Gas prices are influencing it big, airfare, and then you also have food. Usually when you're getting these special credit cards, it's to save some sort of discount towards food, gas, or travel, right? Mm -hmm. So that could be a catalyst for a lot of these banking companies for you to open up or start a membership with them to get a new credit card. Yeah. It's also a financial crisis to the consumer. Because the consumer is the one that's being pressured down by the inflation, pressured down with the high interest rates of the credit cards that they can't pay off, the high mortgage rates. So it's a little bit of a convergence of both. Our wages aren't going up that much more. So yeah, we're going to start accruing some debt. And then, you know, your free trip is not so free anymore when you're paying 16% interest on a credit card. Yeah, it's definitely a catch-22, stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. I do think it's important that, you know, we all come together. This is a huge moment in the world. We have to come together and buy used things. Like I said, used airplane tickets. <laughs> used, used food. Food that already has a bite out of it. That's just disgusting. Yum. And used cars that may have had their tires removed and everything, but you're going to get it on a discount. It's right. just a fixer-upper. Listen, maybe we start purchasing used condoms. You know, can't afford to have more bodies on the earth. As long as it wasn't left out in the cold, it should retain some of its strength. And next week, we'll save time by just copy and pasting our a previous episode of Three Bucks and re-releasing it as a new episode. <laughs> I love it. You guys seen that one movie? It has three witches 
It's like the uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. You seriously forgot the name of that movie? I forgot the name They're of it. I see a sequel, every man. It was a pretty good movie. Hocus Pocus is a banger. I think it's one of those like cult classics. Like I don't know. I think I watched Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus like last. I almost said Hokey Pokey. Hoco Coke. <laughs> I almost watched it last. Uh, or it was like last year. I didn't feel like it didn't hold up. You didn't put your left arm in. No, you, it didn't it, hold up. I just didn't feel you didn't like, like it was it the that same great. as you did previously, or you just saw it for the first time. You're saying no, no, last... no. I saw it after years and years and years, and I saw it, and I was like, man, I just don't think that this warrants a sequel. Dude, Hocus Pocus is like Home Alone. It's tradition. Every Christmas you watch Home Alone. Every Halloween you watch Hocus Pocus. We're talking about triple witching. We're not talking about Hocus Pocus. So B, why don't you lay down for us exactly what triple witching is? So I'll put a spell on you and now you're mine. No. That's beautiful. All right. But that's not what triple witching is. Could you please that's, define that's, that's not what triple witching is. Triple witching is actually when stock index options, stock index futures, and stock options all expire on the same day. In this case, it is a Friday, and it happens like once a quarter. It's not necessarily like indicative of a bad thing. It's not necessarily indicative of a good thing. I guess really it just depends on you know the, the market sentiment on that day. I will say, sorry Bucks, it does occur on my birthday. That's just another negative catalyst because my performance <laughs> on these hunt of the weeks have been atrocious. So, I mean, this could potentially be a bad omen even more for what's to come. With the triple witching, you have a lot of volume, a lot of exchanging on the stock market. So like you said, it's not necessarily indicative of one way or the other, but it can definitely be a catalyst short term to push a stock up quickly or down quickly based on whether there's good news or bad news. And right now, the news for this week is pretty daunting. Yeah, we mentioned it's a convergence of multiple things all coming together. It's like a perfect storm. Yeah. QT. We know what happened in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. QT, rate hikes, and now the triple witching. So uh, triple witching could, it, it doesn't, like you guys said, it's not indicative of a trend, but it could create a big bump. And I believe I read that it's in the last like couple hours of the trading session is where you see all of that volume really start moving. The witching hour. The witching hour. That's right. Ooh. Yes. I do want to bring up one stock that I think is interesting just to watch. I'll probably be on the sidelines, but it might be something that's uh, a good short-term options play. Well, is this your hunt of the week? No, no, not my hunt of the week. It's, but he's it keeping is, it unofficial. He's like, no, in case it tanks, I don't want. Yeah, he doesn't want to add that to his average, his, his monthly average. I'm, I'm sitting Wait, on the sideline. Is that what we're doing now? Okay, all right, <laughs> noted. I'm sitting on the sideline for this. I just think it's going to be interesting to watch as Adobe, and there's probably more companies like this, but they are reporting their earnings on the 16th after close. So that's just another catalyst right before that June 17th. So I, you know, whether their earnings are interpreted as good or bad, you might be able to get in on the 16th before close, you know, whether you're getting in or doing an options for, for a put or a call, and then you might benefit, you know, pretty short term there. Just to clarify for our viewers that, that might follow you, that you are potentially considering Thursday's close or just prior to close opening a put or call option. I want to look a little bit more into it in regards to what my sentiment would be as to what their earnings is going to report. Okay. But I would consider opening something small, a little lottery ticket for fun. We need fun on this market. Listen, I'm all for it. If you can find yourself a, a legit play somehow this week, if it's a day trade, then, you know, it's... This one, this one's a, a 
don't try it at home <laughs> idea, though. Can you well, even you, try it at home right now? I feel like your bio farms got pretty decimated <laughs> this week. Th- this man was braggadocious of how great they were last week. But then I, hey, I saw, believe my eyes saw I was looking at BCRX and INMB and these Teach. are good companies. They are healing people. Don't you talk down and stay out of Eric's pockets. Yeah, seriously, man. But I do actually have to get my wife's approval. (laughs) Hunt of the week. The markets are plummeting, but the opportunities are coveting. You mean like coveting thy neighbor's goods? Yes. I mean, coveting, you know, is is to yearn, to possess, to have. Well, I want to yearn. Do you want to have? I want to have. Well, you're going to get it. My hunt of the week is QQQ and I'm shorting it. Listen, the reason I'm going for it primarily is because I I, I see us continuing to to go down a little bit more, but also some of the major holdings are Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Tesla, Nvidia, PayPal, and Adobe. What about Apple? I mean, I don't see it like, I mean, it might be in there. That's weird. It was a hunt of the the week for you recently. So I was just want to make sure we're not leading our people astray. Well, and no, you know, I mean, that, you know, it, I would. Ha- if you're shorting it, then uh, maybe I'll just go the opposite route. Oh, well, listen. Because <laughs> if you're shorting it, I might, might go on a bull run this week. Yeah, but listen. Especially on his birthday. You need to line everything up perfectly. <laughs> yeah, but really quickly here, to, to Eric's point about Apple, well, I could just simply be hedging with this, this QQQ play. Apple going down, but if I short QQQ. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got to remain flexible. That's right. So QQQ, short it. Very nice. Very nice. I have a hunt of the week as well. You got to beef up. You got to secure yourself. Security is important. Yes, I'm talking about S. Ticker S. S for security? S for security, S for whatever you want it to be. It is Sentinel-1. They closed at 2117. This was Monday. They've only been uh, public for a year, but they've reached as high as $76.30. They just had their earnings report, I believe, on June 1st. And the big numbers that they put out there is they reported that they had $78 million in revenue for the quarter, uh, which is up 109% year-over-year growth, beating estimates. But the one thing that I think is really important is that they grew their annualized recurring revenue of individuals or clients that are paying $100,000 or more. And they grew it by 113%. So are these like like enterprises, like like corporate companies? That, it's the big boys. That subscribe? You guys to? have been to big boys. They got a lot of big boys there, right? So that's the people that are basically paying a ton. Yeah, it could be corporations, hospitals that are paying a lot of money for the security. But the, essentially, they're retaining this. And they're also charging these companies more over time. And these companies are willing to pay it because they know they're getting a good product. So they know they're secure. That's the biggest thing is I'm seeing the growth and I'm looking at it. The big issue with the company is profitability. They don't expect to be profitable until 2025. Yeah, I would say that's a that would be an issue. That would. would you? <laughs> yeah, profits usually help a company run. Are you, we, are you suggesting our viewers invest in unprofitable companies? I'm not saying invest tomorrow. I'm saying watch this company because just with the rest of the cybersecurity companies moving forward and, and growing their clientele and it's a subscription base. The other thing that's really helpful for them is that they have a ton of money or cash on hand in different assets. So they have up to 1.6 billion in assets to that, that they can burn essentially until they become profitable. 
Well, also just with more cryptocurrency adoption, more NFT metaverse. It seems like that's the where internet everything connects going. all of it. Speaking of software, I've got a hunt that's not quite as interesting as yours. In fact, it's probably kind of boring, but you know what? I like boring. Boring is good. Bentley Systems, ticker BSY. They make software for engineers and infrastructure. It's global. The price on the stock market is around $33 a share. According to Simply Wall Street, the fair value is around $34 a share. So you might say to yourself, there's not much of a gain. There's only about a 3% upside. But with the market right now, this thing was around $70, close to 70 bucks a year ago. And right now, the forecasted growth is at 23.2%. So their fair market value right now may be around the $34 level. I do see them continuing to grow. They do pay a dividend. It's not attractive, but it's because they are invested in accelerating their growth. So the dividend is at 0.36%, equates to about three pennies per share. But really, this one's more of a growth stock play while you get a little bit of cheese on the side. All right, Bucks, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and tune in next week where we may talk about anything such as luxury homes falling to a sinkhole, hocus pocus and triple witching, uh, extra tomatoes in your crunch wrap, or maybe a used crunch wrap that you can get on discount. Ew. Anyways, it will be hunting time ahead of a new week of opportunities. Thank you guys so much for listening to your three bucks and connect with us throughout the week on Twitter at three underscore bucks. Have a suggestion, tweet us, DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, happy hunting.